0: on this week's edition of a late episode of the random wrestling podcast. We have all sorts of amazing, incredible news as it pertains to the world of professional wrestling. Of course, we got raw SmackDown results, some NXT news and some other backstage intriguing developments, plus two huge pieces of news from this past week, including WWE announcing a United Kingdom championship and tournament, plus some interesting tidbits and information from total nonstop deletion. Plus we're going to cover roadblock, all the matches, breakdown, preview, picks and predictions, all this and more on this week's edition of the random wrestling podcast okay babe okay babe connor from okay babe pro wrestling talk with a comedy twist the post-roll rundown the smack What is going on, guys? You're Truly Connor, A.K. <laughs> K. fabe Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Episode number—we on to five now. Good God, I can't believe how many of these episodes we've done. The fact that you guys keep listening to it is just absolutely nothing short of an effing miracle. Well, thank you guys for tuning in once again to the Random Wrestling Podcast. Your source for Pro Wrestling Talk with a Comedy Twist. I want to take this time to thank you guys for tuning in to us and listening or watching wherever you guys are doing that from, whether it be the audio versions on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Rated, of course, tune in, and also the video version right here on YouTube.com slash OKFaber. Guys, if you guys are new to the channel, make sure you do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, share the video to the world. Speaking of sharing, you can also do it on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at OKFaberWP, that's OKAYFABE rwp that's also on the facebook as well too so make sure you go over there give me a big old like if you guys really like my enjoy my stuff and make sure you use the hashtag rwp that way if you guys want to interact with me during like i don't know raw smackdown or any of the pay-per-views or just want to shoot me up on twitter that's totally shoot me up on twitter doesn't really sound that does not sound like a good that's not a good pr thing i need to rewrite the script on that big yeah that's that's a big We'll work on that. Well, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And again, once again, listening and interacting with me any way you guys can. Make sure you leave your comments down below if you guys are watching this on YouTube. Of course, give us that awesome five-star rating on iTunes because we are really appreciating your guys' support. Speaking of support, I want to also thank our sponsors, ProWrestlingTees.com. Pick up your definition of a or shirt today, just in time for the holiday season. Make sure you want to support directly with some amazing quality merchandise from ProWrestlingTees.com. What are you waiting for? ProWrestlingTees.com slash OKFave. Pick up the OKFave of Honor or Definition of a jobber shirt. And of course, our awesome buddies over at ProWrestlingLoot as well, too. Just did an unboxing video not too long ago with some really cool goodies, including a certain type of t-shirt. I'm not going to say it, but let's just say I definitely felt good that I was on the list. If you head over to ProWrestlingLoot.com and use the coupon code OKFave, that's O-K-A-Y-F-A-B-E, you get yourself 10% off of the first month's boxing. Man, boy howdy, they got some really, could I just really say boy howdy? Yes, I did. Point out they got some a lot of awesome stuff. I've never been disappointed with Pro Wrestling Loot. I've been using them for over a year. Great stuff. Really cool, neat gifts and really uh, cool little goodies. Especially if you're a huge diehard Pro Wrestling fan like myself. So Pro Loot.com. Use that coupon code OKFave. Get yourself 10% off that first month's box. All right, guys. What <laughs> this this week has really really royally screwed me over so I am so sorry it's taking me so long to get this episode out. I was supposed to do this episode I uh, usually record Wednesday night and it's up on Thursday morning. Chances are you're probably watching or listening this on Saturday because life just wanted to slap me in the face. I was going to do this on Wednesday night with you guys, but unfortunately I was just, I mean exhaustion levels were through the roof. It was insane. Plus on top of that, uh, I was supposed to do it Thursday night. I'm thinking, okay, I'll do it right after total non-stop deletion, but um, nope, I decided my whole power went out of my entire house. It's like, Jesus, I can't get a break with this thing. But anyway, I'm here now, here with you guys, and and in some weird way, I'm kind of also sort of glad that the podcast got delayed because two big things happened this week. Of course, I was mentioning at the beginning of the run sheet, and we will get into them in a little bit. Talk about the UK tournament and the United Kingdom championship that WWE will be crowning in a month, like it's not even like like in the near future. It's like in 30 freaking days. <laughs> it's pretty damn close. And of course, all the amazing, just out of this world craziness and brilliance that was total non-stop deletion. You know, I don't really cover too much TNA stuff on here. Usually save that for the Impact Rebellion over on WrestleZone Zone during the Breaking Kayfabe segment. But I figured I might as well give some credit where credit's due. But we're gonna get into all that too. Plus, we're gonna cover Roadblock picks and predictions as well too. And, uh, I'm gonna tear, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I am not looking forward to Roadblock whatsoever. I am not a fan of this pay-per-view. I it just, there's so many things wrong with it as far as I th- think, but I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna get into that and we'll get into that further. Also, I wanna take this time to once again give a shout out to, of course, the man who did the fun little new jingle. Well, I shouldn't say new, I used this during the YouTube days, but the intro that I'll now be using going forward. The catchy OK Fave intro by another other than Justin Bailey from the Best of His Podcast. Make sure you give him a follow over at Justin Bailey. That's Justin, B-A-I-L-E-Y-I-N-D. Justin Bailey, I-N-D. Give him love, give him praise. Make sure you follow him over on Twitter and check out the Best that There Is Podcast as well, too. Guys, he does great stuff. He's He's awesome. He's fantastic. He's amazing, just like every single one of you guys out there. All right. So... You guys know the whole deal by now. I kind of do Raw and SmackDown. I do quick rundowns of both of them. And, uh, I'm not gonna lie, neither one of these shows this week really wowed it for me. Neither one of them really kind of, uh, was, oh my god, you have to see this. There was a couple things on SmackDown, but let's, let's talk about Raw real quick. And I'm going to kind of segue into this when we talked about roadblock towards the end of this episode, but just bear with me here. So, of course, Raw was predominantly featured around New Day, around the tag team division uh, and the tag team titles specifically because, as most of you probably know, New Day was up and basically had a, a triple threat match between Cesaro and Sheamus against, uh, and then the club. If New Day walked out of Monday Night Raw as the tag team champions, then they would go on to be the longest reigning WWE tag team champions in history, beating Demolition's record. I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know the number amount, but they would go on to beat that. Um, so here's my little slight irritation with this, and feel free to please tell me if I'm wrong. So this was the last Monday Night Raw before Roadblock into the line. Now granted it's a brand exclusive pay-per-view and it's WWE just trying to crank out another pay-per-view before the end of the year. Um, I get that. But you, the whole, and, th- and this is kind of a bigger portion of the problem is that I feel like Roadblock is not being treated, pay-per-views to me should be treated very um very big time. Have a big time field one because these are, you know, the pay-per-view. I mean, granted you have the network now, so it's not really getting that same vibe, but pay-per-views to me felt like big time fights, big time feels like boxing events, UFC, MMA, like it's a big effing deal if you're having a fight on pay-per-view for a championship. And just didn't get that at all. I felt like roadblock was the third most important thing that happened on Monday Night Raw or at least the third most important focus and I'm not trying to take anything away from New Day or the tag team titles I think it's you know I gotta at least give the tip of the hat to them as far as breaking demolitions record blah 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 all that fun stuff I wouldn't focus the whole show around it though at least not when you have a pay-per-view in six days and this is the last television time you're gonna have before that pay-per-view your focus should be primarily on the pay-per-view and selling me the main event. Main event's Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. I, I could argue that not too many people out there give too much of a shit. And I'm not saying that because of who Kevin Owens is or his Universal title reign, which is a whole other rant, or Roman Reigns and his controversial you know, uh, what people think of him. I, I, I honestly have that has nothing to do with it. For me it's the fact of just total lack of interest. I don't care about Seth Rollins or Chris Jericho. I think they're going to tear the house down, but I don't care. The only match I really give two shits about on this one is the 30-minute Iron Man match between Sasha and Charlotte. Well, I, I will cover that. But it's like, yeesh. We had the tag team titles defended once, New Day retained, so obviously everyone thought, oh, it's over, done with, boom, let's call it the match. And then, of course, they backstage celebration, pour the champagne, and everyone saw the writing on the wall. We're going to have another tag team title match because Stephanie was upset. And sure enough, we threw the main eventers in there. Kevin Owens and Jericho, and then Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. To be totally honest with you, I think that if you were going if, to, if I was booking Raw, I would have had that match only. And have that be the main event. Because... I'm fine with them putting the focus on the New Day and all that stuff, but then you could factor in Kevin Owens and the Roman Reigns thing and push the bigger matches for Roadblock, because up until that point, New Day wasn't even having a tag team title match at Roadblock, and I'm going to get to that later too, but it's like, come on, come on, come on, people, as I spit all over the place, I I just think that I'm not saying the New Day didn't deserve the focus. I just think they shouldn't have got as much focus considering there was a pay-per-view right around the corner. I mean, timing's everything, but still, it was a bit much. A couple other things I really wanted to kind of throw out to you guys. We had a... The, the, the Sami Zayn thing I wanted to throw out to you guys as well, too. So, Sami Zayn wants a match with Braun Strowman, and Mick Foley says no. And they finally culminate to a thing where Sami's getting pissed, and finally Sami's like, if, if you don't give me what I want, I'm going to go to SmackDown. And Foley was even doing this whole thing where, as I fine, I'll, I'll call Daniel Bryan and give you a trade. And he even said, like, I'll trade you for Eva Marie. And Sammy. got pissed. And finally, Foley said, fine. You get 10 minutes with Braun Strowman at Roblox. I'm sorry, but I was pissed that Sammy didn't go to SmackDown. I really was. Because why? Come on. Again, come on. Come on. But Sami Zayn to SmackDown would have been such a better move but obviously, I think a lot of us, also in the back of our minds, like, ah, they're not really gonna send them because it's just a part of the Strowman now. Just especially where you you're so close to the pay per view, you're so close to the payoff. But shit, I really wanted him to see him on SmackDown. And for those of you who are wondering, I would have traded Dolph Ziggler. I would have put Ziggler over on Raw, and I would have kept. I would have put Sami's over on, on SmackDown. So instantly put him in the Intercontinental Championship division. That's just me though. But I think a lot of us were more disappointed. Um, but the Avery thing got me kind of cracking a little bit. But at the same time you're taking digs at your own guys it's like i mean granted i'm not saying Eva marie isn't deserving of some of the cackling and the jokes but like i don't know it's just a little the a little dig eh, a little iffy on that one of course i was mentioning earlier jericho and kevin owens being teamed up against the new day in the triple threat tag team match let's say they're te- i think they're done i think they're finally done we've been we've been they've been dangling this carrot over for us for about 3 weeks now i think it's over i think it's over with and done with and Kaputskis. i think it's completely I think that I would not be surprised to see Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho at the Royal Rumble. I would not be surprised if they pencil that in very, very soon. Um, they've been teasing this for a while. Kind of see this at the, at the whole, at the end of the deal. I, I, I kind of, we, we all saw this coming. Um, some, I saw some people say they were, they were hoping it was going to go to Mania. I'm like, no, they, I still think they're going to have Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor. I think that just makes the most sense. Keep the belt on Kevin until Mania. Finn comes back, the unbeaten champion. It just, it just makes more sense that way. I think they said Finn's timeline. He, he's not going to make the Royal Rumble, but I think they said he might make it in time for February, which is just perfect for WrestleMania season. So here's hoping we see the Demon back on Monday Night Raw really, really soon. The women's division's got me I got I I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling things inside for the women's division over on Raw. On one hand, you've got the 30 minute Iron Man match between Sasha and Charlotte, which they gave a lot of promotion and time with. Ironically, they didn't give him a match. Neither Sasha or Charlotte showed up on TV to the best of my recollection. But No Emelina! No Emmelina! The hell! We waited for (laughs) a (laughs) Emily. Clearly, I'm heartbroken over the fact that there was no Emmelina. But no, in all all seriousness, back to the uh, women's division. A lot of people were kind of complaining about this, like going on and on and on. And I get it. Trust me, I get it. I, I think that Sasha and Charlotte. This, you know, I think I said this in the last episode. Hell in a Cell, I thought was the pinnacle. I'm like, there's no, there's nothing else they could possibly do. And with that, I think the only other thing that could top it would be Iron Man. I mean, shit, if they if they top this at this point, I'm afraid some barbed wire, or explosive C4s are gonna have to be laid around the ring, and that's not really PG, folks. It's just not that way that goes. Um, I think that, and I'll get to the, I'll get to this later. I think this is a good blow off for their whole feud, no pun intended. Um, for them to cap things over. I really don't understand the whole Ric Flair thing. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Ric Flair did not need it to be added to this. They really they, they the, the 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 girl the women have been feuding since fucking the brand extension. Since the brand split in July. You really need to add Ric Flair into this again to really get this whole thing going? I mean, yeah, but i we're we're gonna get into that one. But the, the Emily I, I just kinda laughed at the no Emilina thing. I really did because you know, we've been teased about this whole thing that nobody wants, and then it gets prolonged, and everyone just throws their arms up in the air like, "What the fuck?" I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny. Anyway, um, the other thing too was the whole Enzo cast thing with Rusev, which I, I, I don't know where the hell this is going. I, I, I called it last week that they were probably going to do Big Cast versus Rusev, uh, the pay per view, which is what they did. They did make. In fact, that's I believe that's the kickoff match. Uh, at Roblox, Big Cass versus Rusev. I mean, it's not really too surprising that maybe they're trying to look at this as a way of seeing how Big Cass can do with a big card, but shit, I feel bad for Rusev in some regards. I really hope to God Rusev gets a massive, like, upper, upper card push. I said, like, I would be fine with him being in the main event scene. Totally fine with it. I think he would add a different, unique element. His match quality is, is decent enough where I think he could carry some stuff. I mean, we've already seen Roman Reigns versus Rusev beaten to death, which honestly, I actually truly enjoyed that feud. But shit, I wouldn't mind a Rusev-Seth Rollins feud. I think that would be very interesting to see, to be honest. And uh, and fuck it, pencil it in for February for Fastlane, I think they're... Fastlane? Fastlane. Fuck it, do Seth Rollins versus Rusev for Fastlane. I'm totally fine with that. Totally fine with that. But overall, Raw was just... eh, eh, I I was more upset. Again, I get it, tag team focus was on New Day and that old thing. But you didn't really. It it it, it, it sours me on Roadblock already more so than I'm already soured. Just not a fan of that one. Just wasn't personally a fan of, of this week's Raw. And I think I speak for a lot of people on that one too. Uh, SmackDown was a bit weird. SmackDown was a bit funky. It was taped. It was not live. Um, if you guys, I wasn't sure if you guys were made aware of that. Uh, we had a couple of intriguing moments here and a couple of the intriguing matches that happened in this week's SmackDown. But overall, we really had like only like, I think what, like four or five matches on SmackDown. I mean, granted, it's two hours, but it was cut pr- pretty, pretty damn short. Sure. Uh, we had a tag team battle royal with the number one contendership for the tag SmackDown Live tag team championships. The Hype Bros, Zack Ryder, uh, ended up beating everybody else out. Uh, in a cruel twist of fate, though, Zack ended up getting a knee injury. Apparently, he will be out for I believe I was reading most of uh, most of 2017, which really really sucks. Um, that, that, that just blows. I mean, especially where we were just talking about the Hypros getting the opportunity, getting pushed. And now it seems that Zach will be out for some time. But it, it does make me curious what the hell is going to happen to Mojo Raleigh. I worry that he's probably going to get jobbed out a lot. So I'm a little worried in that regards. But sucks because actually, you know, all, all kidding aside, I enjoyed the Hypros. I think it was an interesting tag team. I, I don't think they were going to win the SmackDown tag team titles from the Wyatts. I think that's too hot a, too hot a commodity to go off of that but I mean it just it just sucks it always sucks to get somebody injured so hoping Zach Ryder gets recovered real real soon um the Becky Lynch Alexa Bliss women's championship match I did not like that at all um basically Alexa comes out for a for a challenge Becky wants the rematch Shane, you know Alexa says no Becky said you know Shane says yes and Alexa Bliss gets counted out I'm not against a count out finish especially for a heel I'm against a countout finish for someone who you need to kind of build their rep a little bit on the main roster. I'm I'm digging Alexa Bliss a little bit, but I just think that that was not the way to book the first the first title defense of her. I think Alexa could could do decent in the ring. I think that she could carry herself pretty well. Okay on the mic, but. That finish does not help her. She needs to be established on the main roster and unfortunately outside of being the Harley Quinn looking girl and, and being the SmackDown Women's Champion, she hasn't really done a whole heck of a lot on the main roster. That's not her fault, she just got called up in July. But, in order for her to be well established, they need to show that she can be on equal footing with the women, with other women. And I get it, she's a heel, she's sneaky, she's decevious and blah blah blah. I would have personally had Becky and Alexa brawl outside where they both get counted out or do a double disqualification or double finish to make Alexa Bliss look strong. And I know that's a joking phrase in the, in the, in the, in the wrestling world, but I'm serious. T- to at least kind of give you the idea of, wow, maybe she can, maybe she can hang with the girls as opposed to just being a lucky bitch who put her through a table. Again, I get that she's a heel, but I just that that kind of irked me a little bit, and that's just me fucking nitpicking in any case. Um, however, the Fatal 4-Way was fucking awesome. I love the Fatal 4-Way. Fatal 4-Way was the main event where they determined a new number one contender that would face AJ Styles for the world title in the December 27th edition of SmackDown, which comes out in two weeks. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Luke Harper, Intercontinental Champion Miz, and Dean Ambrose, Steel Four Way is fucking awesome. I don't know what else to tell you guys. It was, it was, it was fun. Harper is a god. He was fantastic in this matchup. Blown away by his performance. Um, it really reminded me how good he is. And, and I'm not saying that like I, I never hated him in the first, or like I hated him in the first place. But I just, I forgot. I, guys, former Intercontinental Champion. Guys, don't. I don't know if you remember this. He won the IC title. He's that damn good. And very deserving, so. But I think because he gets grouped with, he gets grouped with Bray and the Wyatt family and all that stuff. He gets kind of lost in the shuffle, which is understandably so. But shoot, I forgot how good he was. He did a phenomenal job, no pun intended, uh, in the Fatal Four Way, and unfortunately got eliminated. Ultimately, Dolph Ziggler going on to win, which I'm still, I'm still gonna, I think I'm still gonna enjoy that match. Dolph Ziggler and AJ, I think I'm still going to enjoy the two of them. Shit, Harper Harper and Miz has really been like that. Those two really killed in that match for me, personally. But uh SmackDown, again, nothing huge to take away from this one. They're just kind of building towards, you know, kind of continuing storylines off of TLC. Nothing huge. Although we did see it looks like they're going to start a Dean Ambrose-Miz program uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, which really th- gives me a concern of the bigger picture of what's going to happen in the main event scene on SmackDown. I was saying this, I think, in other reviews um, that the main event scene for smackdown is pretty razor thin. I mean, if you think about it, you've got Dean, you've got AJ, Dolph Miz, I mean Harper's not really, but, but most of them were in that main event scene. The only other person who is the only other two people who are main event players on smackdown is Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. And they're the tag team champions and they're and they're doing their own thing. So they're not in the main event mix, which I think is kind of wasted potential in my opinion, but that's another story. Um so it's kind of like, what's going to happen here? We did see that John Cena's coming back in two weeks, which I think is the right time. I'm just going to check my calendar here. I think that's just in line. Yeah, of course, it's just in line with, um, just in line with uh, the title match. So my bet is AJ is going to beat Dolph Ziggler. Totally fine with that. And then John Cena comes in. Hey. You need a new number one contender. I'll see you, or can't see me, at the Rumble. That just makes sense that way. I, I could s- totally see that. Um, by the way, I did see John Cena on Saturday Night Live. Eh, uh, yeah, I, I, I was entertained. Wasn't like I was expecting like a, a grandiose performance, but I gotta give props and credit where credit's due. Third time a wrestler's ever been a host of Saturday Night Live, of course, first being Hulk Hogan. And second being Dwayne Darock Johnson. But SmackDown, really, not a whole hell of a lot to get behind. Sucks about the tag team scene with Zack Ryder. Uh, but that Fatal 4-Way was really what killed it. All right, guys, let's get into some intriguing news and some backstage rumbling news. Of course, a lot of shit happened in the last week. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, let's piggyback off AJ Styles. Apparently, there's some rumor going out there about AJ maybe jumping to RAW after WrestleMania. Apparently, WWE is very, very high on AJ Styles as a wrestler, and I don't fucking blame them. He's been absolutely phenomenal <laughs> for this entire year. Uh, I think he's hands down the 2016 uh, Wrestler of the Year, if I was to uh, throw that out there. Just going to just take that and throw that out there. Give it to AJ. I think that he has had a great year. I think I talked about this a little bit last week, too. Um, but it's no secret, and it would be no surprise that apparently WWE might be considering doing any draft lottery right after WrestleMania 33. They seem to do this almost every year uh, when they do have a brand extension. And it's a nice way to shake things up, especially for Raw and SmackDown, create new rivalries, create new feuds, push some new guys, and shake things up a little bit. And apparently AJ's name being dropped going over to Monday Night Raw. I think this is a huge mistake. Huge mistake. As I was mentioning, the main event scene on SmackDown is pretty razor thin. And even if AJ loses the WWE Championship and they gain another guy, I mean, AJ is a huge workhorse here. I I mean, I think the company clearly put the belt on him for a reason. It's not like they just threw him the belt, like, "Oh, it's your turn. Here you go." Like, obviously, the guy's work speaks for itself. If nothing else, the match with John Cena at Summerslam. Case in point, right there. But but taking him off of SmackDown, where SmackDown's already struggling, not just with the main event scene, but with a two-hour time window and just a lack of just depth in the entire roster. No! Don't send him to Raw! We might have a Sami Zayn effect where he's feuding with Braun Strowman. Oh, dear God, I don't want him to feud with Braun Strowman. Please, no, God. Please, God, no. No! I mean, I would see... there. Were, th- there's some feuds I would like to see him on Raw, but honestly, just, mm-mm, No! No! No, 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 I hope he stays true blue, smack down the entire time. But, real quick, speaking of Monday Night Raw, Kevin Owens, the Universal Champion, in some hot trouble. Apparently, he's blew up over the internet a couple of days ago about him bullying a seven-year-old kid. Uh, this kind of went kind of a little viral. Uh, apparently, local uh, around here, Massachusetts, actually happened low a couple towns over for me. Um, There was a seven-year-old boy who was trying to get, like, I guess he was trying to get Roman Reigns' attention, and he tried to get, like, Kevin Owens' attention, and then Kevin Owens kept, like, basically, like, you know, picking on the kid. And the mother was very upset because the child got upset, and he he didn't, you know, he doesn't want to go to any WWE events anymore, he doesn't want to do this, he doesn't want to do that, and just got, it it got, it blew up, blew up on Facebook, and was all over the place. Um... I have mixed feelings. People want to know what I want to think about it because, of course, being a wrestling fan, the old school thing, and Kevin Owens is a heel. It it's it's tough because, you know, the kid had a crappy experience. Um, I think WWE is, is the type that not to purposely do that, but at the same time, Kevin Owens is a heel, and he's supposed to keep that gimmick and that character. Now, granted, Kevin Kevin Owens, uh, you know, Kevin Steen is truly a nice person. I've I've met him. Once, he he was he he was very kind. He's a very good person. He does make a wish sometimes, Uh, but you know it's it's a it's that fine line of kayfabe story and when it's going too far. I think maybe a little. You know, joke or jab here would have been fine, but it's it's really tough because you could really call it either way. On one hand, Kevin Owens is playing his heel character exactly the way he should. He shouldn't hold down. He shouldn't hold back. And that's him. That's that's who he is. That's his character. That's what got him over. But on the same time, being a parent myself, having to see your child heartbroken when it comes to shit like that, I do feel for the parents. So I'm really I'm really torn about this story. It's really hard for me to kind of like pick which side, but I want to hear what you guys think. Hit me up over on Twitter at RWP and let me know what you guys think about that. Um, a lot of like debut and return news are being thrown around. Mickey James! Mickey James was rumored to be offered a WWE contract. Well now it's official. Apparently Mickey James has signed a contract. I'm not sure exactly the time frame, but apparently Mickey James will be heading to the blue brand. She'll be heading over to SmackDown, hopefully in the beginning of 2017. I am fucking pumped for this. Just again, as I was mentioning about SmackDown being really razor thin, I think the women's division uh, was a huge, uh, I shouldn't say huge, but it is concerning. And it's, again, not the women's fault, it's just a lack of depth in the division. So adding another veteran to that, especially where you have a new championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, that's just money, money, money right there, smart move. Uh, can't wait to see Mickey James can't wait to see her put over some of the younger talent I think it's just a win-win across the board for Mickey James and of course for Smackdown as well, too Now the other one big one I did mention an NXT update as well, too So two big things as far as NXT first and foremost apparently rumors of Chris Hero might be coming back to WWE soon uh, Apparently uh, Dave Meltzer, so please take this with a grain of salt Dave Meltzer reported that uh, Chris Hero is in signing and in talks with coming back to WWE We're not sure what yet. We're assuming it's the we're, we're Assuming he's going back to NXT, but nothing, nothing has been said yet. Nothing's official. Even Chris Hero has gone on to deny this uh, publicly on Twitter. So it's hard to really kind of gauge exactly what. I'm not sure. I'd love to see. I, I think having him back in WWE is just a win across the board. I know he was Cassius Ono for a while. He didn't get a call up to the main roster, which sucks. Uh, I think Chris Hero is a fantastic talent. So I think him coming back to WWE, especially now where WWE is just having a, a, a huge boom period, in my opinion, uh, is just a win-win across the board. I'd like to see him in NXT because I think NXT is kind of in that changing of the guard phase. Um, and plus with guys like Rude Aries, uh, you know, a lot of cool talent. Eric Young's there. I mean, uh, Nakamura there's a lot of intriguing talent that we could add in there and really make some kick-ass matches So I hope to see Chris Hero in NXT, but honestly Chris Hero in WWE in general is just a win in my book uh, Speaking of NXT, Samoa Joe. Alright, here's the big deal of course what happened since I talked to you guys last, a lot of shit went down. Uh Samoa Joe losing the NXT championship to Shinsuke Nakamura inside a steel uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, at Osaka, Japan was something I covered with you guys last week, but the bigger news was that right after that, in Australia, they had a tour of Australia at the end of that last week, uh about a week ago. Samoa Joe was supposed to have one final match with Nakamura for the championship inside a steel cage, and lo and behold, Nakamura retained. Now, this is obviously just ramped up those Samoa Joe rumors. A lot of people have been rumoring that Samoa Joe is beeline and destined for the main roster. There's a chance it might happen. The rumors of this happening are much much stronger. Still no word yet on where Samoa Joe is gonna go, what exactly is gonna go down. Apparently rumors of him going to be in the Royal Rumble is the big one. Apparently he will most likely be a surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble, which just has me giddy like a little schoolgirl. Really does. Cannot wait to see exactly what exactly Joe Mojo's gonna do. But obviously, I think that with the NXT tapings they've been doing lately, he hasn't been appearing on them. Obviously, the spoilers... Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert! That Bobby Roode being the next new number one contender and the person to most likely challenge Shinsuke Nakamura for the championship at... Uh, NXT San Antonio, which is of course the NXT TakeOver event right before the Royal Rumble. It just makes sense in all the sense of the word. I hope to see Samojo on the main roster, and if this is the way to do so, oh my god, he's gonna kill people. He's gonna kill people. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to see Samojo. Which brand would you like to see Samojo on? Let me know. Raw, SmackDown, personally this might curve you guys a little bit. I'd like to see him on Monday Night Raw. There's a couple of guys on Raw that I think Samoa Joe could have a really good match with, but honestly, like Chris Hero, a win-win in my book. Quick little update on Paige. Paige's suspension was lifted earlier this week, part of the 60-day suspension that she got while she is still out of uh, out of the scene. Uh, she's not booked for any WWE events despite her suspension being lifted, and it's most likely possibly because she did, of course, have major surgery, I believe it was pertaining to a major, I think it was neck injury, uh, that was pertaining to, so Paige, even though her suspension has been lifted, she is not going to be in WWE anytime soon. Hope Paige gets well soon. Hope to see her soon. But honestly, I'm not 100% sure if we might see Paige back in WWE any, ever again, but only time will tell on that one. Speaking of the women, interesting piece of news happened over the last weekend where Tom Cassiello, a creative writer who had a lot to do with the Divas Revolution and anything total Divas related was let go due to budget cut reasons in WWE. Now you're probably thinking, why the hell does that matter? Well, it does because he was a major proponent for all these, uh, all the women, push for women for more airtime, more match time, and also was the one to pitch to have Sasha versus Charlotte in the main event of Hell in the Cell be the main event. And uh, as I was mentioning before, it was due to budgetary reasons. So a lot of people are kind of curious and concerned, and very head scratching as far as what's going to happen with this and how this is going to go down. If uh, if he's gone now, where the women are going to be held in this one? I don't think people are. I don't think the women are necessarily like sweating it over getting airtime or TV time. But it's going to be interesting to see how the women will be booked and portrayed now that Cassio has been uh, unfortunately let go. All right. Let's get to these two pieces of big news before we get to Roadblock, because I have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Let's talk about United Kingdom Championship. In a blockbuster out-of-left field announcement from the WWE this past Thursday, WWE anna- COO Triple H made a blockbuster announcement that a two-day tournament will be taking place in Blackpool, England in the middle of January to crown the first ever WWE United Kingdom Championship. It's a two-day tournament that will take place on the WWE Network. I believe he said it was January 16th and 17th. I could be wrong on those dates, uh, but it will feature 16 of the best, uh, United Kingdom or European, uh, wrestlers Ireland, Great Britain. I, I, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Finn Balor was there. William Regal was there, it, and they displayed the new United Kingdom Championship, which essentially is the you know the the royal symbol with uh, a mod you know with the same WWE Championship uh, belt that we see on the Universal Title and the Women's Championship, both Raw and SmackDown. First and foremost, let's get to the belt. The belt. I'm not hating it. I'm not hating it totally. I think it's okay. I think I, I a lot of people were bitching about the belt online. I understand that because a lot of people are like, "Oh, let's just remove the WWE logo and smear the uh, you know, and put this royal crest on there." It ah, I don't know why. I don't know why I it I don't mind this one so much. Maybe it's because they're at least trying to be creative in the sense, but I don't know. It's 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 kind of weird. It's, it, it I I enjoy it. It looks it, it's different yet similar. I'm not sure. I don't know why I hated the other one so much, and this one I really just don't mind it as much. But uh, the United Kingdom Championship belt itself, really, I think it looks cool, but I want to hear you guys' thoughts on it as well, too. No details yet as far as what's going to happen after the tournament has concluded. There's no uh, notion as far as you know signing talent. Uh, apparently, from what I've heard, a lot of them have not been, you know, they're not going to close out doors for the United Kingdom, so a lot of them could still work on uh, their independent dates. I know a couple of the names on the UK list. I don't know them all. I don't know all of them. I've only heard a few of them, but from the ones I've seen and heard, it looks phenomenal. It looks fantastic, and the entire concept in general, I'm really all for. Now, I, I know what you guys are thinking. They're gonna fuck this up just like they did the cruiserweight division. Well, hold, take your horse and hold on to it. Just hold on to it right here, right now. Just wait, wait, hold it, hold your horses, damn it, hold your horses, because I'm gonna tell you something. Even though. People have mixed feelings, yours surely included, about the Cruiserweight division. I think at least the Cruiserweight Classic was a success. We're still kind of testing the waters on the Cruiserweight division, especially with 205 Live, which, by the way, is being run by Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn, not by Triple H himself. A lot of people thought that was wrong. but um, It's more just putting, putting the eyes on the talent. I think it's not so much about what WWE produces, but being able to showcase things from around the world another big proponent of this is that while the cruiserweights focused on one type of wrestler this one is focusing from a entire like area or, uh, or region so really you're gonna get a whole mix of different styles and honestly the the, the United Kingdom the British side you know England whatever you want to call it uh, has some of the best gre- best like technical ground for pound like mat based wrestling which is stuff that I really like Outside of the Cruiserweight division, and if you were looking at, like, styles of wrestling that I thoroughly enjoy, this is going to be the type to see. And it's going I think it's going to be an absolute treat. If they're going to do very similar to where the Cruiserweight Classic, where they kind of let, like, balls to the wall, let them do their thing, I think it's going to be a huge success. I think it's going to be huge. I hope it's something that we see... Recurring, like another Cruiserweight Classic or like another UK tournament, or become like maybe a number one contender and then the champion faces them. I'm so for this. I think it's once again WWE trying to broaden their global presence. Which I think is really cool. Uh, of course, that rumor still going around that they're going to do a women's tournament is still floating up there. Although, interestingly enough, it was around this exact time frame, so maybe they just you know bait and switched us. Uh, but that's still being talked about them doing an all women's tournament. So I mean, if you did three, if WWE did three tournaments a year—a cruiserweight one, a United Kingdom one, and a women's one—take a couple of talent from each one. I mean, it's 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 a no-brainer. It's and I think that if this is all Triple H's brainchild, which I'm understanding that it is, it's just smart. You can say whatever you want about Triple H, but at least he has the keen business sense to understand that we need to that WB needs to find a way to recur and recruit new fresh talent every so often. And that's another that I think this is another step in that direction. I think it's another positive step. And the other big part of it too is as I was mentioning too, eyeballs on the talent. This is another great platform for them to be able to showcase talent that, like myself, don't know about. I don't know about half these guys. I didn't know about half the guys going into the Cruiserweight Classic. But damn, I do now, and I'm glad I did, because WWE gave them the platform. And it's kind of nice because the network's kind of like that weird neutral zone where it's not necessarily something, I mean granted it's it, it's Vince, I mean it, WWE is Vince McMahon's thing. It, no matter what way you slice and dice it, it's, it's Vince McMahon's got his finger on it. But I feel like the network sometimes when it comes to stuff like this is kind of like this weird Twilight Zone world where crazy stuff can happen. Stuff that you're not supposed to see is supposed to happen. Crazy matches and types that like not the, you know, the, the, not the net, the, the, the um the cable networks get to see, or the pay-per-views get to see. So it's kind of nice when you get these little treats like that. Especially for, again, hardcore wrestling fans like you and I. So to be able to see this and showcase this should be really interesting to see. I can't wait for it. I know I'm going to binge watch it and I'll probably do uh, an extra podcast covering the entire thing. I want to know your guys' thoughts about it as well, too. UK tournament coming to WWE. Uh, real quick, I also want to mention, like I said, we're not sure exactly what's going to happen following the tournament. Um, I've heard that a big part of it is that they will have the guy signed but work independently. I don't think they're going to have the person go to the main roster from what I understand. I think it might be something like the European Championship was back in the day where it's only defended on United Kingdom soil, which I think would be very smart. I think WWE having a major foothold in the UK, like having hell, if They had like a UK performance center. I mean, shit. Uh, it's like Disneyland. They're taking over everything. Would be kind of cool. Because again, it gives them like another flag in like a major country outside of the outside of the states. Uh, again, just smart business move overall. I can't wait to see the awesome action that comes out of the United Kingdom tournament, folks. It's time to be deleted. Total non-stop deletion happened this past Thursday. Uh, the Hardy's taking over uh, uh, Impact Wrestling for one evening, and <laughs> I. I I'm going to try to review this for you guys. It's not going to be easy because that thing is just that that was just it was chaos, it was anarchy, it was calamity, it was action, it was comedy, it was drama, it was it was so so awesome. It was such a roller coaster of a ride. And I think a lot of you that I've talked with on Twitter and Facebook love the last two. If you love Final Deletion, loved or uh, Decay, and kind of appreciated it for what it was. Then you'd like, you, I, you would love Total Nonstop Deletion. It was one of those things where it's so hyped up, and you, you know, oh, you got to see, you got to see, you got to see it. And they pay it off. It's not like the Hardy, it's not like Matt's just like, you know, shooting it out of his ass and just, you know, uh, saying the thing, something's gonna be great, and it's not. It is. It's pretty fun and entertaining to watch. It's It's a whole different form, because that's what really it all is. And, and granted, a lot of hardcore wrestling fans don't like to hear this or don't like to talk about this. Uh, but you know, wrestling's entertainment. It's a form of entertainment. and a lot of people, was there a lot of wrestling in this in, in this show? you want to like really boil it down? No. Uh, exception of you know the the, uh, the Itchweed match and the world title match. Wasn't really a lot of like wrestling, wrestling. Oh, uh, and, and I'm sorry, an ODB versus Sienna. But still, it was so fun. Like we, you knew what you were gonna get get going into this. You knew like, okay, saw the first two. It's just gonna be blown up times twenty, which is exactly what it was. I mean, they had some cool segments in the moment. I mean, we saw again, we saw ODB return, the debut of King Maxim, who was first of all super cute. Second of all, just. <laughs> Star Spud gets tased in the ass, and he wins. Like, I, like, we all think he wasn't going to win, and I did love the little like Disco Inferno thing, saying thank God it wasn't me. I just the, the whole thing was just really. It's one of those cool tongue-in-cheek things that like, as a wrestling fan, it, that's who it's geared to. It's it's geared towards wrestling fans, and I like that Matt and Jeff and everybody involved with it, honestly understood like and they kind of it's like one of those like things where like they wink at you like you you, you we're all in on it and we're in on the jokes like the the, the line where where <laughs> this is probably my probably my favorite part and I think a lot of people too because I've already seen memes of it going all over the place was when uh... Gregory Helms, Shane Helms as the Hurricane and Broken Matt took out Trevor Lee and Andrew Everett, and they're bar- and they're and they're taking shovels and they're banging Goes even the man with three agents would appreciate us burying these two young talent. And then they just do the thumbs. I mean, come on, that's just funny. That's just entertaining. I mean, you know, it's it, again, it's over the top. You had Rock and Roll Express for fuck's sake, Rock and Roll Express, Rock and Roll Express, man, Horn swoggle. Hornswoggle was in this thing. Road Warrior Animal. It was just so like over the top, so well done. It was just fun. It's it's ex- 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 exactly what the deletion deletion series is. I don't. I I doubt they're gonna top this. I really doubt they're gonna top this. Um, and part of me doesn't want them to because it's just something that was just so. You know, the, the first one was a huge like huge sensation. I think your K was pretty well received and then this one was just like oh, hey fuck it we'll do it for two hours and just kaboom I, I, again I don't want to get too much into detail because it's something that I can't really like, I can't break down for you guys because it's just it's so like crazy and out of this world and you, you have to see it for yourself it's, it's just so much fun, a lot of cameos, a lot of craziness and worth Every moment of your time, just just trust me on that. Uh, but I did like the very end, uh, spoiler at the nod, where uh, Rebby announced that she is pregnant with Matt's second child. Uh, congratulations to them. Can't can't wait. I can't can't wait for the more calamity and chaos to be seen. It's it's just really cool to see the whole thing come about. But anyway, I digress. <sighs> man, a lot of freaking news this week. Holy shnikes, man. I mean, just a whole lot of stuff. But like I said, make sure you go check it out. Now, before we get into Roblox, real quick, once again, guys, uh, follow me on the Twitter at OKFabeRWP and the Facebook as well, too. I'll be interacting with you guys on the Twitter while I'll be talking with you guys during Roblox this coming Sunday as we break down these matches. Uh, also, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, rate us on the iTunes, give us the five stars. Really appreciate all the support, Pro Wrestling Tees and Pro Wrestling Loot. Those two are awesome sponsors here of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Also, uh, wanna give a quick shout out, of course, to my boy, Heal Steven. We're gonna be doing a Q&A, uh, end of the year Q&A, so make sure if you guys wanna come in and join and uh, ask us some stuff, uh, let us know. We'll be doing it, at, I think, the last week of December. He hasn't given the time frame yet, but make sure you keep your eyes. eyes on Twitter. Well, let you guys know when that's going to happen. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. But you know what's not going to be fun? It's not going to be a blast. It's going to be called Roadblock. Uh, I'm feeling blockage just talking about this pay-per-view. I'm not looking forward to this. I'm really not. I, I, it, there's only maybe two matches. Maybe two matches. One definitely. Maybe the other one that I'm looking forward to. Uh, this, pay, this pay-per-view has seven matches announced barely. And I just I'm going to go off on this on this whole thing. All right, kickoff match Rusev versus Big Cass. Um again, like I was mentioning with the, when I was breaking down Raw, come on. Rusev's so good. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Big Cass, but I just feel like they didn't know what to do with either. I'm like, hey, Big Cass, Enzo, you got you guys are good. You're you fighting for the tag titles? What the fuck's with that. Rusev, you're not to, you're not doing anything either. Oh, you don't have the US title anymore. Shit. Hey, let's do it, I mean, don't get me wrong, the stuff with Enzo and Lana was, was great. I love me some Enzo. I love me some Enzo, but it just sucks when you see Rusev, who I think has great potential, being thrown together in this random storyline. Okay, so let's, let's see, Rusev's fighting against Cass because, because he tricked, he tricked Enzo because, why did he, I don't even know why he tricked Enzo. Like, what, what, he's just bored? He just didn't want, like, he just, oh, it was the whole naked thing, which, trying to explain this storyline to someone who's, like, tr- who was a wrestling fan and isn't anymore, I'd love to see someone try to do that, to try and break down why Enzo Amore and Big Cass and Rusev are feuding. I'd love to see that. I, I'm gonna, Jesus, I'm gonna go with uh, with Ruru on the win on this one, um, just because I think Rusev needs to push more, but... Knowing baby faces, they need to win too, but I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to say Rusev's going to walk out the winner. But right. Let's get on to the main roster. Uh, main roster. The main card here. We've got Cesaro and Sheamus against the New Day again for the tag team championships. This one, uh, it, it's going back to the whole thing with Raw. Raw was focused predominantly around the New Day, it was focused around the tag team titles. This pay-per-view has been. Uh, in my opinion, horribly pushed, horribly. And I'll get to why when I get to the main event, but they just threw this together out of Tribute to the Troops and honestly, out of all the tag teams that are currently in WWE, I would love to see either the club or Cesaro and Sheamus beat the New Day, if they're currently in the WWE. I still think the Revival should be the ones to take the belts from the New Day. I think that would be a monstrous idea. And maybe I'm just bragging because it's my idea. But I still think New Day should be the ones, excuse me, uh, Revival should be the ones to beat New Day. I think Revival could beat the New Day at the beginning of the year. You instantly have the heat with with Revival, instantly. And then New Day chases them. They have one last chance. I think New Day will split up at the Raw to WrestleMania. I think that's going to happen. That's, that's my bet. Because there's always some... There's usually some big shocking thing at the Raw after WrestleMania. So that's that's my guess on that one. But um, having this huge extravaganza for New Day as the tag team champions, and considering they've beaten Cesaro and Sheamus twice since Survivor Series, because remember they had the rematch on the Raw after, and then this past week in the triple threat. I don't know why they would put the belts on them if... I'm not saying I wouldn't mind Cesaro and Seamus being champions, it's not this way, build it to the Rumble, build it up so it means fucking something when they win the belts, other than just like, oh yeah, they want a match a tribute to the troops, it just, again, horribly pushed, I it just, ah, just, I'm not a fan of this pay-per-view, really not a fan of this pay-per-view, alright, what else we got, cruiserweight championships, triple threat, Rich Swan, Kendrick, and Perkins, this is the other one I was kind of iffy about, the two matches I was mentioning. There's one I was definitely for, which is the women's, and this is the other one, which I'm kind of, eh. And the only reason I'm kind of, eh, is because of the cruiserweight division itself. Now, obviously, a lot of people, I saw a lot of people kind of split about 205 Live. I think I've said this, but I I, I can't remember what the fuck I've said anymore. (laughs) 205 Live, I'm just going to backtrack, a bit. 205 Live's not a bad concept. I love me some cruiserweights. Cruiserweights, I love, y'all. And I don't think the idea of an all-Cruiserweight show is bad, but the problem is they have not given much of the Cruiserweights time to develop. And I I, I get it. That's what this show is for. Why they still keep them on Raw is beyond me, but I I digress. So, you know, it culminates with the Cruiserweight Championship. They're doing the thing with Arya Davari and and Jack Gallagher, which I appreciate. I think it's awesome. I, I love Jack Gallagher. But... Um, this is the way of them developing them, because now you have the three former Cruiserweight Champions in one match. I think the match itself is going to be pretty damn good. I hope it's pretty damn good, because they're putting it on roadblock. But, it may, you know, it's I'm worried because of the way the Cruiserweights have been treated. You get these flash moments on Raw, very few things, as I put on my, I'm going to put on some TJ Perkins-like glasses. You got some, you know, random matches on Raw, outside of perkins versus kendrick you really didn't have any major storylines going on until you got jack gallagher now in the mix and then swan wins the championship almost out of nowhere and again i have nothing it's it's not i'm not hating the wrestlers i love the wrestlers it's the way they're being booked and presented and yeah you're 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 building and establishing an entire division in a very short amount of time and that's a heavy and that's a heavy task But there's better, I don't know, there's better ways to do it. I think having them on Raw, I think they need to change the way they're doing them on Raw. I think they're trying to establish guys with the Cruiserweight Championship and with 205 Live. And so I'm not fully like, ah, fuck it all. I'm worried. I'm worried. I think that's a lot of people why people are worried about the United Kingdom thing because apparently, and this is something I forgot to mention earlier as well too, Triple H did mention that the eventual concept is to launch another weekly show featuring United Kingdom ch- uh, ch- uh, talent, much like 205 Live. And people are already not liking 205 Live so they're already jumping on the bandwagon of like, oh well this UK thing is going to go down the toilet. So but, regardless, this Cruiserweight Championship match... I don't see a reason for them to take it off a swan? But never say never at this point. So I just, again, I say eh because the way that Cruiserweights have been presented. If we got the same Cruiserweight action we got at the Cruiserweight Classic, I wouldn't be so worried. But we're not. We're getting a watered-down version. I get it. It's just eh. 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 Speaking of eh. Sami Zayn, Strowman, 10 minute time. Li- Sami's not winning this thing. If anyone in their right, if anybody thinks legitimately Sami Zayn's walking out of this thing as the winner, you're dead wrong. You're so wrong. You're so wrong. What, why? Strowman's a monster. They're, he's he's crushing everybody. He nearly decapitated Sami Zayn last time he fought him. And from what I understand, the rumor is, and, and I, I, God, I hope this isn't the case. So I've heard two rumors when it comes to Braun Strowman. I heard he's either going to... Alright, spoiler The rumor I've heard is that Braun Strowman will face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Here's the kicker. I have heard it's either going to be for the US title, which I'm okay with, or the Universal title, which I'm not okay with. No! That being said, I don't think Strowman's going to lose. Why would Strowman lose to Sami Zayn of all people, my guess at the very least they'll do is they will give a, they'll, they'll go to the time limit. There'll be a draw. That's the only thing I can think of. Sammy's not getting a win. If he is, it's by countout. It's going to be some bullshit thing like that. But there's no way Sammy's getting a clean win over the walking scream Braun Strowman. All right, let's get down to the final three matches. The big three, the Iron Man, woman, maiden. Something match for the women's championship: Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. I was talking about this about the Raw pre, uh, the Raw rundown. Um, I, they're they're gonna they're gonna destroy each other. <laughs> they're gonna this this is this has got to be it. This has got to be the final one. Hell in a Cell was the pinnacle, and I, or at least I thought it was the pinnacle. And this is the only thing that could top it. As I said before, they're gonna have to line barbed wire and C4 explosive all the place. So they're gonna fucking do it anymore. I, I personally, if I was them, and I've heard rumors about this, but I, I would be more inclined to push this, Sasha to, re- to retain and Sasha to hold the championship until she fights Bailey at WrestleMania. Mind you, Sasha would turn heel. They've already been planting the seeds for it if you watch Raw closely enough. The interactions with Sasha and Bailey backstage, they're kind of friendly, but Sasha's like, yeah, but I'm in it to win it. You can see that that rift's going to come really quick. I even heard rumors that they're trying to get Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey for WrestleMania 33, which, honestly, I'm all for that. Fucking A. Let those two tear each other apart it's in the ring. I think that would be awesome. I think it would be great to see that. Um, I don't think... Sasha could be as good a heel as Charlotte has been this past year. I think she's gonna have to step her game up But considering that Sasha Bailey Has been so they can pull it off. It's not like they can't we've seen it from from the NXT takeover specials Bailey Bailey is an instant babyface. Why wouldn't we see that? Well, Well, I could definitely see WWE doing that pushing the Bailey. I mean just it makes sense um wise if Charlotte wins the belt back then they're going to do Charlotte versus Bailey which I'm not against that either but I w- I just I wouldn't push Sasha off to the side like that but on the on the other end of that too they push Bailey out of the way and if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about at the end of Survivor series Charlotte throws Bailey at the you know the barricade area and just attacks her they never referenced that after. Nine Jax threatened Sasha Banks. They never referenced that again. What the fuck? What the fuck? It's weird. I, I don't get it. I, and, that, and then we had the rematch with then the Sasha one with the false count anywhere. And then we're back to this again. I'm not against this stuff. It's just, it's, it's frustrating when you just see like stuff. Going this way and it's fine that things change creatively, but don't just drop it off and like say like, oh, no, no, that never, yes, it did. It did happen. We saw it. on pay-per-view. I'm in a good mood in case you guys can't tell. (laughs) Anyway, I see Sasha retaining this one. I I don't want to see the hot potato with the championship anymore. Three times the charm. I'm good with that. Seth Rollins versus Chris Jericho. Again, I reiterate the fact that this matchup could be fantastic, but the build has been utter shit. Chris Jericho costing Seth Rollins but, but and this ties into the Kevin fuck it, this ties into the Kevin Owens Roman Reigns thing. It's not about Roman or Seth. It's been about Kevin and Jericho this whole time. This whole time. Roman beats Kevin cuz Jericho's not there. Jericho gets beaten up by Seth cuz Kevin's not there. It's not about the challengers, it's about the heels staying on the same page when they have two separate matches and one of them's for your top championship. Ugh. It's ugh. I don't want to come off like I'm bitching and moaning and complaining about every little thing about this pay-per-view, but again, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, it's frustrating because to me, pay-per-view should be huge, big, built up like big matches they, because they don't happen regularly on television. And if we really want to get into it, I feel like sometimes we get those matches on, on on TV and not on pay-per-view. Remember Roman Reigns versus Rusev? They did Roman Reigns versus Rusev right before the Raw before SummerSlam, and Roman wins. And then they do SummerSlam and it's a fucking, like a, a crazy-ass finish. The match on Raw was better than on the pay-per-view in front of the sold-out Brooklyn. Ugh, Ugh. But the, the point I'm making is that the, 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 the build and the importance of Roadblock is not there. The big-time feel. I, I legitimately almost forgot there was a pay-per-view this week. Legitimately almost forgot Roadblock was this Sunday. That's sad. That's sad when WWE's trying to make these seem big and seem important and feel important, but when you flip the focus, and I know they're going to pull the trigger on Jericho and Owens. I'm not saying that that's wrong to not focus on that, but you need to put the focus on what should be important: the the, the top championship, the Universal Championship. Ridiculous as the name or the design should be should imply, that should be a a gift from the gods not to be confused with Lucha Underground a gift from the gods the like the the most prestigious championship on Monday Night Raw right not not opposed to the United States Championship which isn't even being defended and I don't know why I I really really don't know why I don't get it. so instead of instead of focusing on that we're focusing on the champions' relationship with Jericho in that ending. They haven't, to me anyway, haven't done a good enough job building up Roma Reigns as a credible uh, threat. Haven't done a good job building up why I should believe in Seth Rollins versus Chris Jericho, other than the fact that Jericho screwed Rollins. It, th- I, I would, I would honestly not be surprised if after the kickoff show, the first matchup on this pay per view is Seth Rollins versus Chris Jericho, because if you notice usually they put the matches that are built up the least in the first first matchup right that to me makes the most sense and with Jericho you know coming out you know and Jericho would leave and Kevin's worried and confused I just I just pray I pray that Roman does not win the universal title and here's why I it's not that I'm it's not that I'm against Roman winning the universal championship I'm against him winning the universal championship when he's the United States Champion because and to be fair I wasn't a fan of this when Seth happened because you know that at some point he's going to have to lose. That nine of Champions thing that Seth Rollins did where he was double champion it just yeah, it bugged me and I'll tell you why it bugged me because he's gonna have to lose one title at one point and it's gonna make him look yeah it's, it's just a cluster it's a cluster of all fuckery But, honestly, the bigger problem I have, besides the fact that there's a possibility of seeing Roman versus Strowman at WrestleMania for the Universal title, which I don't want to even think about, is that underlying factor of the importance. I don't care. I'm not... WWE has not done a good enough job convincing me that Seth Rollins and Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns is a big enough match. Say what you will about Sasha versus... um, Charlotte being beaten in overheads but an Iron Man match and the video package they put on Raw made it feel important made me feel like I need to give a damn that's smart that's good the triple threat match has decent build but overall this whole card just I you know the the, the tag team title match don't really care the, the, the Sami Zayn versus Strowman better build but eh we know what's gonna happen it, it, the big two, the biggest two matches, which are presumably minus the, the Iron Man match, is Seth and Jericho and and, and Kevin and and Roman. I it's it, they they haven't put the focus there. I I complete, like I said, legitimately almost forgot there was a pay per view this week. And that's bad. It's really bad, considering that I'm going to be doing an extra edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast covering it for you guys on Sunday night. So. I didn't even tell you who the fuck I'm thinking is gonna think. I think um, I think Seth's I think Seth's gonna win this one, and then I pray Kevin's gonna retain. I think Kevin's gonna retain on this one. Uh, I do not see Roman winning the double championship. I think it's a mistake. I think we're gonna see Kevin Owens and Jericho at the Royal Rumble for the Universal Championship, and then we will see. Uh, Kevin defending against Finn Balor. To me, that would make the most sense in the world. Again, uncrowned champion, blah blah blah. We kind of already get that stuff. So again, I'm really not looking forward to this pay-per-view, and I'm gonna take a guess and say you guys aren't too. But real quick, just to recap thoughts on Roadblock. We got Rusev against Big Cast. I'm calling Ruru on this one. I see New Day retaining the tag team titles against Cesaro and Sheamus. I see Rich Swan retaining the championship over Kendrick Perkins. Strowman. Going in the time loop with Sami Zayn or winning, so basically Strowman coming out on top. I see Sasha retaining the women's championship. I'm basically saying all the champions are, no, no title changes are happening. Uh, Seth over Jericho and Kevin over Roman Reigns. Again, guys, I'll be tweeting during road block or blockage um, during the pay per view, so make sure you follow me on Twitter at OKFaveRWP and appreciate you guys doing that. And that's going to wrap things up this week, folks. Holy hell, what a week. I'm sorry again that this is coming out so late. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in, listening, and hear me rant and rave. And hopefully you guys had some fun while listening to this idiot goofball go on about pro wrestling talk with a comedy twist. Thank you guys again for listening to the Vape OK Random Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, share, rate, comment, all that fun jazz. I appreciate you guys' continued love and support. Thank you guys for tuning in, listening, watching, whatever you guys the fuck are doing. I'll see you guys on this coming Sunday for an extra edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast covering road blockage. Oh boy, end of the line. That's going to be a very interesting one. I I think I'm going to have a lot of angry tweets during this pay-per-view, so you might want to just be prepared. Thank you guys again for watching, listening, take care. And until next time, guys, take it easy.